another episode of Exploring Art Podcast, a Florida International University student podcast for the creative curious. I'm your host, Julie. I'm very pleased to have artist Lula from Frame on Wheels and our group, our outreach manager, Sophia, our audio engineer, Robert, and our student from the Catholic University of Andres Bello, Laura. Hi, Julie. I can hear you. Oh, perfect. How are you doing? Good, and you? I'm good, I'm good. Yes, framing, Frames on Wheels is a frame store that's in custom frames. Right. We've been in business for 42 years, servicing the art community in Miami. And uh, we have done a lot of work for FIU. Um, Jasic has been our customer for many years. So, and I'm also, I have a bachelor's in uh, fine arts from FIU too. Oh, wow. Amazing. And you guys do everything, right? You guys do frames, mats, glass. You have a wide variety, correct? Right. We use conservation materials. Um, um, we we frame for a lot of artists now in the Art Basel um, shows, all the um, fairs. So, yeah, we do. We actually, I don't know if you can see it, that's our um, mat cutter. So, yes, we do. Oh, that's awesome. We stretch canvas. We we have over 2,000 framing profiles. So, um, basically, we do art. We live by art. And we experience art every single day. <laughs> That's awesome. And you guys pretty much, um, sorry, I lost my question. Um, you do shadow boxes, you stretch canvas, you, as you said. Right. Um, we pretty much customize to, to whatever the customer. Whatever, yeah, whatever needs you have or, or whatever materials you require. We carry museum glass, museum plexi, conservation plexis. So anything that you require, we do. And approximately how long does it take uh, to create one of these customized projects? Does it is it on a project to project basis or is there like an average? Uh, Correct. Time? We we um, it, it's a you know, it takes a few steps because um, right right now we have to have the moldings in stock then mm -hmm. we cut the moldings to fit it to the size that you need then we got glazing materials whether you require plexi glass and then we do the mattings so i would say that mm -hmm. to put a, a piece of artwork together it would take like anywhere from an hour and a half to eight hours, depending on the requirements of the job. Wow! So it could it could really, oh yeah, depending on on what the customer right requires. 
Right, especially depending on the materials that you need to use and um, if you need to dry mount the pieces or you're going to do a straight fit or you're going to do custom matting, it depends. Right. And has that, has that process uh, changed throughout the 40 years or do you guys like maintain the same... No, it has changed because now, like like I was showing you, now you, we have uh, computerized mat cutters. Mm-hmm. Um, it, at the beginning, it used to be choppers that you cut the frames by, you know, um, manually. Now they're, the saws are automatically. So it has it has changed. So technology uh, has definitely improved the process. Yes, yes, it has. So, um, you know what I what I have seen the most will be in archival materials. Like 20 years ago, you couldn't find that many mats that were 100% acid-free. Now it's it's very standard and common. Oh wow, that's interesting. So that that has changed a lot. And what what got you into framing? It was a family business, and I, I, I did study, like I told you, fine arts, and mm-hmm. I guess it was like my parents' view of this poor kid has to make a living. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it, it was it was something like that. But I, but I really fell in love because um, framing can also be a process of art making. Because you you get to to use the materials, you get to use the woods. You you need to you need to cut it. You need your hands on. So the whole process is very. Um, I would say like it's almost like a like an art piece once you put it together. So will that be your favorite part of the job? The yeah. ending or the the journey. I would say like the whole pro the whole process of creating the artwork, um, visualizing when you sell it to the customer how it's gonna look and seeing the result at the end. So I think that's the creative part. It it has helped a lot that I that I have a a, a visual idea of how the product is gonna be finished because um i can i can tell the customer do this do that change this this is going to look better if you do this it's going to look at you know a certain way so i think that you know your 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 visual arts background comes into help okay okay so it could be like a mix of that skill that art skill right Plus, you know, practice, obviously, I mean, you know, trial and error. De- definitely, because sometimes you, I don't know how to mount a piece and I have to research the materials, um, know what is going to work better for the piece before I do it. So, so yes, I mean, it's, sometimes it can get complex and you go, and sometimes you think it, something is going to be really easy and when you start doing it, it becomes Difficult. You know, time time consuming and, and difficult. So, so it's really mm-hmm. a work in process all the time because you don't know what, what is gonna happen once you start. 
So you right. you have to you have to create along with the piece. Right. Can I ask a quick question? Mm -hmm. Um. So you had mentioned that there are some works that you do that take up to like eight hours. Is there like a specific type of project that usually takes that long, or does it really just depend? Like it could be anything that takes that long. No, usually uh, by the time you you have to um, stretch a canvas, sometimes the stretching requires a special manipulation on the piece. Um, so that should take like about two to two and a half hours. If um, if you get into like shadow boxing, like uh, three dimensional objects, then you have to create a, a box and place the spacers and and do the glazing away from the piece that that can be time consuming like and also size sometimes the pieces are quite large and you need you know to handle it in a different way so so i would say like more than anything i would say like size has a lot to do with it the other day we we stretch um some paintings that were 72 inches by 13 feet and that took a while that wow, that exactly. project that project well, took at least three to four hours each piece because we had to wet stretch re-stretch so so it was it was time consuming Okay, so basically size is what mainly dictates how long. Size and the type of work that you're going to do. I mean, that that has a lot to do with it. Okay. So, and how many people are working in the same project when you're doing it? Because sometimes you have to do it between two or three employees, and sometimes one is the one doing it. So it really depends. And has... Because this is this is a question that a lot of uh, companies, you know, they, they they go through a lot of is uh, how has the pandemic affected you? You know, it, I would tell you that the worst part has been materials, um, getting the materials uh, from the different companies in. Um, comp nationwide companies like Larson and Jewel that we used to get three or four times, we used to get three times a week deliveries. Now it's only mm -hmm. once. Um, they closed the, the the hub that they had in Florida, so now everything is coming from Atlanta. So that has been one of the worst parts of the pandemic. Um, I will tell you that cost you know, cost of materials has increased a lot. I would say like about 30%. Yeah, that's true. So, um, customers, last year, there, there wasn't any fairs in Miami. So, our artists were a little, you know, quiet. But then uh, we did a lot of residential work. Because a lot of people were at home and they wanted to remodel their homes and, you know, spend the time at home. So they were working on that. So I I haven't felt like a huge impact 
from the pandemic, but I have seen a co cost increase and lack of materials. And I think so it's going to get worse until like the beginning of the year. So that also affects how you have to plan your projects, correct? So like right. if you run out of material, if you're low, you have to order extra ahead or extra, I'm, I'm assuming, per, per order. And yeah, and, and since we do everything custom made, um, what we are finding to do is like at the time we we are selling it to the customer, we have to check stock from our distributors. Mm -hmm. So that is something that we didn't used to do before. We will sell the product and then, you know, just order the materials because most of the materials were um, in the United States. Now there's a lot of merchandise that are in transit. So you have to be very aware whether it's here in the States or it has or it's coming from abroad. And that is something you have to be very aware before you sell it to the customer. So did you also have to like change vendors that, that affect you that way? Um, no, mm, all the vendors are in business. So, you know, I, I can tell you that the same companies that we've been working throughout the last 20 years are still there. Oh, wow. Um, it's mostly um, stuck on the on the moldings. Like, you know, just there, there used to be some kind of inventory in the United States. And now as time has passed, that inventory is really low. So they had to bring it back from a lot of it comes from Italy, China. So that that has changed a lot. Our awesome moving on from that question. Um are there any what are the benefits of having something custom framed? Like what what would make someone want to order something like that? Well, uh, first of all, you're going to choose the molding that works best for the artwork. You're mm -hmm. going to have the conservation materials. You're going to um, have a specific sizes. It's not the same as to fit it into a standard size as to have it custom made for the size that you have. So there is like a big difference between having something custom and having something pre-done or pre-made. It's more personal. Mm -hmm. More personal. No, and, and besides that, um, the materials used will be conservation materials that most of the ready-made frames come with standard materials. So that has to do you know, you, you can choose between having museum glass or having regular glass. So that will affect your artwork within the next five to 10 years because you're going to see fading. You're going to see uh, changing colors. So you do get a few advantages it would be, between having it custom. Be like premium material. Right. Of course, if you're going to be framing an art piece that is worth $10,000, you you want to make sure that you're going to have that piece 
for a long period of time because you know you don't want it to to start getting um acid stains or change colors or start fading so you know it depends on how what is your plan with the piece if it's something that you just want to have it for a couple of years and you know a poster that you don't care that much about or if you have an artwork that you want to keep for the long run is an investment you know it depends on basically on on your uh needs more than anything right because you don't want to have like you said this ten thousand uh dollar worth of artwork and then put it in like a 20 dollar frame oh. yeah you yeah. want it you know to show it off for years and years to come and be able as your as your website states to pass it on you know generation to generation right and and in, we have seen it we are right now we're framing third generations and fourth generations within the same uh family so we have seen work that we did 30 years ago that is being reframed and and it's mm -hmm. fun you know you, you just see the grandkids of our previous customers yes yeah, so that, that that's that must really bring you know some some joy to, to your craft you know be able to see that right. pass on it does because and I started this really young. I was 15. It was a family business, so I used to come to work with my with my parents. Oh, that's nice. So, so I I've been doing this for a while. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyone else in the group has any any other questions that I haven't asked yet? Um. Yeah, you had mentioned in the beginning that you actually have worked with FIU before, correct? Yeah. Yes. Can you go like more into detail on like what type of projects you've like done for them and stuff? Because I, I found that like really interesting. Um, I I, I can tell you Sophia that the person that I have worked with the most has been Jasic. Uh, when he was the um dean for the school. Um, we have uh done some work for uh, the Frost Museum. We have um, done work for the different, uh, we have done for the law school, we have done for, um, believe it or not, we do a lot of work for um, the uh, sports center. We, we do a lot of jerseys for FIU, <laughs> a lot of uh, football jerseys. So we do a whole bunch of stuff, diplomas, certificates. So the, the framing business, you can do something really basic as a diploma photograph to something more artistic or more um, fine arts. So you can frame anything. Like jerseys, we do like three or four jerseys a, a month for FIU. Oh, wow, that's that's great. And yeah. is there, um, like where do you get most of like the information that you use in your work? Or is it more like experience, trial and error type of thing? 
I think to me, I mean, um, I think now there are a few schools that you can go um, that you can go to to learn how to frame. To me, it has been more um, hands-on experience. Like you know, you know, I had the background, the the, the art background, and and it has been uh, being able to. Um, use the knowledge that I had, you know, with the technology, like, like, you know, I had to learn how to cut mats. I used to cut mats with a manual mat cutter. Now um, we use the computerized mat cutter. So for you guys that are in your 20s, probably it was like an easy process for me that I'm in my 50s, it took a little longer. <laughs> you know so so that that has been challenging but it, it has been a lot of fun throughout the whole process now do you sketch your ideas because i know when i'm when i'm gonna do something i usually like to do like a little thumbnail and yes we um i i do like now what we do the most is take photographs of the works as far as how you want to be laying the project or if you want the special instructions uh place um you know cut your mat in a certain way we, we have to we have to write everything down because if not whoever you know somebody cuts the mats somebody else cuts the glass somebody else cuts the backing so if you don't put them all together um they don't know what goes next so you have to write everything down and and be able to for everybody to follow the process for all the guys that were here and you know to be able to follow the process and to be able to to continue like if like usually i cut the mats then it goes to somebody else that cuts the glass then it goes to the guy that closes the artwork then we have somebody that puts papers hangers so it, it's like like a conveyor belt each like one of us, yeah oh wow now do you have to like research or get info i guess from the client if it's like a big piece like where it's gonna go or um what, what do you like i don't know how to how to put it i guess on on terms of like weight and size like the, yeah that that uh we don't do installations um we let the customers do their own installation because of liability purposes uh but yeah that has to be taken into consideration i mean whoever the installer is they need to know the weight of the piece the size of the piece and what do they need to do to hang it on the wall if uh if a customer were to re request that info would be able to <laughs> give it to them or yeah, we are able to give it to them. Oh, okay. I have another quick question. Um, 
is there like any project that you've worked on like a customized project mm -hmm. like a shadow box or something that held just like a lot of like you know sentimental value i guess you would say for the customer that like you, it really stuck with you yeah um actually we did one last week that uh the 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 person that owned the piece um her husband is a car dealer is an uh, auto car dealer and since he was a little kid he used to um wear like a suit and a jacket and you know he used to like they used to put these little coats and stuff like that so we just did a whole series of sh um, shadow boxes that show him as a little kid you know we had photographs the jackets the shoes it was a lot of fun i mean it was it was like um like a like a box of memorabilia for him because you know it, it meant to him a lot you know his parents had come from cuba they didn't have any money but somehow they managed for him to look like um like a prince like a prince so you know mm -hmm. it, it was fun what is your i don't know if it falls along the same uh lines as uh as a previous question, but what is your favorite type of piece to do? Well, um, I enjoy doing mostly things that are matted and under glass, personally. Um, what is the most expensive thing that I have ever done? It has been a Frida Kahlo. Whoa. little painting like um it was like an 11 by 14 painting so that was very exciting <laughs> it's a piece of history yeah for sure yes yes and we had the um we had a, a guard and we had a, an insurance agent so we were working under pressure <laughs> <laughs> like the most what the most famous piece you've done no we have done a lot of the uh, latin american masters we have done with pedro lam porto carreros Hugo bermudez so i will tell you that miros i have done a few miro uh salvador dali so we have done a few Also, a lot of big customers. <laughs> yeah, um, do you find it hard to believe that that you that, that those pieces are here in Miami, and they are? You know, some some people are big collectors, mm -hmm. especially Latin American art. I would say like Miami will be the place for Latin American art. And if you don't mind me asking, what mm -hmm. what country are you from? I'm from Peru. From Peru. Mm -hmm. I was going to ask, because we had discussed before, like how COVID might have had a negative effect on the business. But I was wondering if there was any, like, just any benefits at all from, you know, lockdown and 
kind of having like more time to yourself if that you know had any positive role in the company you know what Sophia we never stopped um I haven't had any breaks we 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 did close three for two months but we were working in the back because since we have to turn in work after we take the orders we had work that needed to be out in those couple of months so um, you know i will tell you that we have not stopped it has been an ongoing process but i'm sure some businesses were really you know they were more affected than we were so i guess if you had a restaurant or you had to close. We were working in the back and we had, we would, you know, all, all, all of us are vaccinated, wear masks, and, you know, we, we try to, we have tried to keep as healthy as possible during all this time. Actually, none of us have gotten sick, so that's the, the positive. That's great. Yeah. yeah, this pandemic has affected a lot of companies, but yeah, I think personally, I think the artist, the artist world has kind of thrived a bit because a lot of people are being, you know, staying at home and you know, getting a lot more work done. Needed. Yeah, yeah. I we did um, a whole uh, series of photographs by by uh, Pavon, which is a um, He's a photographer that lives in New York, um, Cuban descent, and mm-hmm. he did his his whole um, work for the for 2020 was 40 days inside inside his apartment, and the photographs are amazing. <laughs> they, you know, so I I think he has worked out for a few artists. I would say most of the artists are community because you have you had time to go within within to to show what you needed to show and, right. and you know to channel the fear the uncertainty the all, all all those you know little fears that we all have and we don't know how to handle it. So would would you say compared to the past how is the art industry today it would be in your opinion like is it you know a lot better is it thriving or yeah to be honest with you i i don't know i mean i i uh that's a that's a tricky question i i really don't know i know that a lot of some of the artists are suffering and I know some of the artists that are doing amazing. So it's like, I would say like a 50-50. It, it really, up to a certain point, there's a question of luck more than anything. Yeah, like a sink or swim situation. Yeah. Because I know a lot of things have been, you know, branching out like technology-wise. Right. Where some things have, you know, closed, you know, now there's like digital art and and animation and a lot more things 
branching out in that pla- in their place. Right. And then uh, I would say the way you used to handle, like be- before it used to be just painting, drawing, etching, pre-making. Now I think there is like a whole, you know, new way of producing art. Uh, so I guess in 20 years from now, you're not going to have any pictures on the wall. You're going to probably have your computer and that's that's how you're going to get your pictures. I don't, I, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Everything. Yeah, everything's a lot more digital. Yeah, digital. So I, I think even the framing industry is going to change a lot. So, and and what we have to take it one. I I don't know if there's going to be a lot of uh, new like people are probably going to be living in a smaller places, less mm-hmm. need for you know art. Although you're gonna have you're gonna have always um, a percentage of the population that will collect art. But I mean, it's it's gonna be. I don't know. I think in ten years from now, it's gonna be um, like fewer companies that will, you know, have moldings. Uh, also, remember that um, if everything goes green, uh, the wooden moldings will probably be used less, and they're gonna be replaced by. I don't know, more plastic. I don't know. Things are going to change within the next five to ten years. Hopefully, by the time I retire, (laughs) it just will take place. (laughs) What what is your most common request? Would you say? um, As far as? Uh, material um probably i would say mats mats mm-hmm. and uh, stretchers like um canvas stretching and on the flip side what would you say is your least request my least um Probably acrylic boxes. And you said there was a. You said earlier there was a each person for for each. Uh, I guess um. Yeah, like box. like, right. Now is that done on the same environment or is that it, uh, based it is. on? Okay, so it's based. So it's on the same. It doesn't matter whether it's glass or wood or. Well, we have a cutting area that is away mm-hmm. from the um, finishing area. So each section has um, a little area of its own. So. So the, oh. the finishing product. 
is not next to the um, cutting area. Probably okay, you're, so everything has its own yeah, section. Probably, right now, you're probably hearing the, the cutting machine. <laughs> is it a big cutting machine? Like, it's a yeah. It cuts. Now, will you be able to cut multiple things? No. Once or just one at a time? One at a time. But it has it has like a double saw, so when the so when the blades come down, they they already give you the forty five degree angle. Okay, but you could you could customize that, right? You can input whatever, or is that set? No, that is set. the The angle of the blades is set. And you, okay, you have a. Yeah, that that's machine for cutting mm -hmm. mat. Is that the same machine you use to cut the glass, or you have a separate machine? No, for that? no, we cut the glass by hand. Wow, really? Yeah. Once once you put the frame down, um, you put the piece of glass on top of the frame, and we cut it using the edge of the uh, frame as a ruler, I would say, and that's how we cut the glass. Is that is that difficult to cut it? Um, by hand? Well, I'm so used to it that I see it as normal. Is there? Would you say is there is there a way to cut it? You know, by machine or or is that something you guys have looked into or? The thing is that um, if you cut it. I would say that if you cut it uh, with a machine, it will have to be more like for uh, production work. If you have 100 frames that are A by 10, mm -hmm. yes. But since we do everything custom, the, the sizes change all the time. So for us, it's more time efficient to cut it by hand. Okay. So a machine would, basically what you're saying, would hinder your efficiency? Well, it, it, it will be, I, I I don't know. I think for glass, it will be. Uh, for everything else, like mats and mm -hmm. um, plexiglass and all that, no. But for the glass part, I would say yes. That's interesting. I, I, I never thought of it that way. And um, what are ways that we could uh, usher and any client can contact you? Yeah, besides uh, your website, you have you know social media. Yeah, Instagram, uh, Facebook. I'm not too user friendly with Twitter, so I would say Instagram <laughs> and, and Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. Well, apart from from the website, of course. Right, Lula. I wanna I wanna thank you for joining us so much today. Thank you, um, uh, my pleasure, and um, hope to see you soon. <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate it. This well, this concludes uh, exploring art podcast. Subscribe to exploring art podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you can get your podcast. Thank you for listening. Please join us soon. Thank you. Thank you.